Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. 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 Hi, everybody. Um, welcome. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy, and this is 51 First Dates, the dating podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You may have heard we have another guest in the room. Lindsay Metzel. I'm gonna oh my god! No, you did it. You did it. You no, just like really I, I, saying. I just syllables. got really. I I've just been getting very nervous. Well, I was ready. I was like ready to to hit go, but but you you had like a confidence in your. Well, eyes. you didn't bosh it completely. You just like you I lingered on the owl. Okay. Yeah. So I I'm gonna tee you up, Liza. So we are very lucky to have the host of We Met at Acme, an excellent dating podcast. You've heard from her before. If you're a longtime listener. And yeah. her name is And her name is Lindsay Metzlar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Made well that fully most awkward thing ever, but we're so happy to have you here. Thank you I'm for coming. I'm so back. happy to be here. I can feel myself sweating already because that's just the thing that you do when you are on someone else's podcast. I you was know? just sweating so much. Well, yeah. and I mean it's also like a New York summer and it went from it being is. sixty degrees to being like, I don't even know. It's fucking hot in my That's right a fact, now. and we're in an apartment with no AC. So like we have reasons. Yeah. My hair is just expanding. I can feel my my hair expanding just moment by moment getting larger <laughs> it's a yeah. look i forgot summer podcast no ac i forgot right. this yeah. is rough it's yeah such a thing mm-hmm. we're back it's in real it. um but we're psyched to have Lindsay today psyched we're to be here. like we just recorded her podcast we met at acme so go check out our episode maybe it'll be out maybe it won't but it'll be out at some point it definitely will be and it was so much fun to record so fun. with you guys but i feel like we embraced like your vibe of just like casual hanging out talking and you it's totally really did. nice you so totally did we have we like for once we have no theme planned we don't have like we have some things we might talk about i don't know i feel weird starting an episode without being like okay guys uh-huh. this is what you're in for which uh-huh. is yeah we usually pick a theme and then like try to cram it down everyone's throat <laughs> and it <laughs> never and really happens. we can pick a theme at the end based on like what we talked about the most i think that's the most strategic Possibly. way yeah. yeah rather than like when we try to like course correct the whole time and it's no fun no but I think that kind of generally I don't know I'd love to hear a little bit more about your relationship I know that's kind of diving right in no dive in but last time you know we talked a lot about how you started we met at Acme and you were dating still I was dating but I think I was single um or like maybe I was dating someone that didn't matter um but I Oh, wait, I just lied. I met my partner April 10th. So we might have, like, just been, like, teetering on becoming official when I went on your podcast. I feel like that sounds familiar only because it something triggered in my head when you said he was British because I feel like you were oh. like I'm liking this guy it's yep. early but I yep. have good feelings and he's British. Like, oh I I'm gonna have like to it re-listen. Was very early yeah. days. Yeah that's exactly what it was. I liked him. Um, he is still British and <laughs> I was dating a lot and you know similar to you Kimmy I was like going on lots of dates and found someone that I thought that I could catch feels for and continue to date that person. And when you when you do like someone, the other dates kind of like fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you don't give up on them completely yet, you know, because like you're smart. And then <laughs> um, and then that's kind of what happened. And then we've been dating for like a little over a year now. Amazing. So and you guys met on an app? And we met on Hinge. Okay. And we met on Hinge. And it was funny because I was kind of using dating apps as like, I'm going to go on dating apps to like find hookups and I'm going to like do setups to find a relationship mm-hmm. because I just didn't want to like, I ironically, I didn't want to say like, oh yeah, we met on a dating app. Like if we were to be together and obviously the guy comes in from a dating app that I like way more than any setup um and that was that so that just goes to show like don't don't be like someone who cares what people think about how you met because it doesn't matter you know totally and I feel like you can't I don't know you you literally can't plan 
anything you about can. like romance or falling in love. Like it's it's just like it just fucking happens or doesn't or... at all. And like it's not always going to be like the guy from your temple who like moms loves your mom like who like you used to play basketball together growing up. Like he made fun of you. Like that's unrealistic. That mm-hmm. story, you know, it's like it doesn't matter how they come into your life. Like someone that you met on a dating app or that like you met, I don't know, what's like a, like something that's more, like more of a stigma than a dating app. I don't know. I don't know, like a sex dungeon. Yeah, Yeah, like in a sex dungeon. Could be more of your like soulmate, quote unquote, than someone that you met in like the perfect, like at a a baseball game when he catches the ball for you and then like pass it to you. Completely. It's funny because the thing you were just describing is like, did you guys watch the Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe? No. But did they like have that basketball relationship? No, it's not the basketball. It was like, it was like the first thing you described of like their neighbors growing up. They've known forever. Like the girl's the guy's parents are like obsessed with the girl and she was always at their house and like yada 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 but it was funny you were describing it I just watched it like a couple days ago and I was like oh it's literally like a cliche and also it's dangerous because people like cling to those stories if you met in a cute way like you probably will date for six months longer than you actually like them because you met in a cute way so you're like holding on to that you're like oh like you know he's tells me to fuck myself when he's drunk but like we met at the laundromat and like we had the same stain on our shirts so like we're meant to be totally or it's like what we talk about all the time which is like the on paper stuff that mm -hmm. doesn't matter but it's like so much of the time you're like i'm only gonna date someone who has right xyz this job this education totally we met this way like blah 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 for sure my friend actually broke just broke up with his girlfriend um and like we talked about it extensively and he was really only dating her because she was good on paper hmm. which just isn't fair and also interesting that guys do that shit too yeah it, it's not sustainable and even if you don't think you're like i didn't think i was like really going after something on paper like in the typical stereotypical way i was thinking of it in my head like oh i need this salary and this but i was looking for certain things and on apps like really looking at like school job in ways that led me down paths of multiple dates with people I had no real like connection with it was wild like catching myself doing that and it's not like I'm dating someone now who's wildly not my type but there were so many things that just weren't important that I was I don't know it could have could have gotten hung up on totally I actually say to a lot of people who reach out for advice they're like how do I meet the one and it's like well why don't you make a list of like your wants versus your needs because mm. it's really hard to distinguish those you know yep. a lot of women and men are guilty of like not seeing the difference between them yeah like you want like i'm just let's say i'm like a shallow guy like i want a model yeah. but i need someone who puts me first or like i want someone with big tits but I need someone who knows how to read, like who, <laughs> who likes a good book, you know? Yeah. And it's like, at least for me, I like, and then, so I, I made my list right before I met my partner and you I did. ended up getting a lot of the things that I wanted, not needed because I was able to distinguish the two. Mm. Interesting. Like I distinctly remember being like, want European, why not? You know? And all of a sudden, well, until Brexit happens, I was like, I got that because I knew that it's not something that I needed. It was like a, if this happens, great. And like, wasn't married to these are the things that, and the things that I needed were legitimate things that you need. Like someone who's really kind and someone who's funny and someone who like has a like ambition and, and things like that. And so many people who are like, why haven't I found my partner are just like, have this really long list that they need to just go through and be like no yeah because there's so much and I totally believe in writing things down and manifesting and all that but I do I like your advice to separate it because sometimes it can just feel like that's a laundry list of like that would be perfect but I also like that's not how life works right like do you really need someone over six feet like no no you know like do you really need a blonde guy if you're into blonde guys no yeah also like I love the idea of writing down personality traits mm. rather than anything like she, she, this is sorry this is the weirdest douchiest thing i ever said 
but did you guys take like intro to philosophy or ever whatever? Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like accidental qualities and essential qualities. Yeah. Mm. Like I am a video editor. That's like an accidental quality. Like I became that at some point. Right. But I have, I, I mean, I guess saying like I have green eyes is bad because it's a physical quality, but it's like an essential quality. No. But I feel like the stuff of like your essential qualities of somebody of like they're kind that's exactly what the list is, They're more funny. or less. Yeah, like exactly. that and, shit matters. And I was just using the physical, like the big boob stuff for as an example, but when I actually did it, there was nothing physical on there. Yeah. And even a want, as opposed to a need, was like for them to be attractive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It can't be a need. Like the needs have to be the actual personality traits that you really, really need in someone. Yeah. Like someone who's forgiving. If you're someone who yells crazy shit in a fight, like myself, <laughs> I need someone who's forgiving. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I like that too because if if it's on paper, you can kind of check back in with it. Bear with me. I, so I feel like I, I know friends who get really caught up in whether it's an on paper thing or what they think they need that's more of a want mm. early on. So it's like, oh my God, I met this guy and or like had one date with him, two dates. Like he's he's tall, he's blonde, and he's like really funny. Like right. this is my person. Like it's just easy to attach to that so early. But maybe if that friend had a list and looked like, is he forgiving? Like, how would I actually know the things I need yet? Right. Do you, know what I mean? you can't attach exactly. to that. Here's Prince Charming or Princess Charming or whoever, yeah. whoever you're looking for. I no, like- and if they did, they would go on multiple dates with them before yes. being like, he's the one. Uh, my comment was so unimportant. No, I feel like I Princess Charming would be a great drag name. Oh, really good. <laughs> I'm going to tell my friend who's, who dresses in drag. Like, I feel like, what's his drag name? Oh my God, I want to know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I'm long-time listeners know I'm li- literally obsessed with drag. Uh, so what was, like, did you have a moment when you were dating your your partner that, like, you kind of realized he was, like, did you have a moment when you, like, threw, like, got rid of the receipt or you took the tags off, you know? <laughs> like, when I realized that it could be something long-term. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you were, like, like, your bigger doubts kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Also, I found my um, friend's profile who does drag, so remind me to show you oh after. My God, but yeah, I, I would say, like, I'm, and I'm working on this with my therapist, but I'm someone who feels really comfortable in, like, a dramatic relationship because mm-hmm. that's what I'm used to. Like, it has nothing to do with my family. It's a totally me and my past relationships thing. Like, when... I'm causing drama or like there's like a fire and it's like a bad fire that like you need to put out in a relationship. I'm like comfortable in that. So I would like start these fires and expect him to put them out. And like, you know, he did it a lot for me in the beginning. And then he was like, I don't want these fires more or less. He was like, that's not like fun for me. And I was like, well, what do you want? And he was like, I just want like to be consistently happy together. And and I literally was like, what is that? Mm, And now, and like, I guess he was the first person in my life who didn't like also thrive off of like the, the drama in the relationship and like who genuinely, and maybe this makes him like secure attachment style, Mm. genuinely like wanted just like, I hate to use the word chill, but like from, lack of a better word, like a chill relationship, you know, where there didn't need to be drama to prove that like we had passion and like passion doesn't equal drama, you know, passion is just like passionately loving someone like no matter what. And since we had that conversation, it's been pretty consistently chill. And like, even when I try to like still start a fire every now and then he's like, no, like, we're not like there's this no like and again it's something I'm still working on with my therapist but I think knowing that he wasn't in it for the dramatics of it and Mm -hmm. was in it because like he loved me and wanted something consistent like was weirdly huge for me you know yeah totally yeah it's a powerful moment when like I feel like that is such a moment of like realizing that you know, something can be like easy and passionate. Yeah. Like that. I remember having that moment and mm-hmm. being like my whole fucking head exploding. Right. I was just like, Oh, like, right. And I've been had, making this complicated. Totally. And I, I would have like pseudo moments in other relationships where I'd be like, 
Ugh, like I remember complaining to my best friend. I was like about an ex. I was like, you know, like I'm just so bored when we text. And she was like, well, that's like normal in a relationship. Like you can be bored when you text and like, you know, you can text like us, like or your friends for like entertainment. And like, I was like, okay, well, great. Like that's normal. And, but then like, there were so many other horrible things about the relationship. And now like, I'm not. I'm not bored when we text, but like it is, I kind of lost my point here, but like it is, um, it's like, we're not like, there's no drama in like the texting. There's like, it's like, there's just no like drama in the trusting. Like there's just, I don't know. They're just consistent, like showing up for each other. Mm -hmm. No, I think that makes perfect sense because even like outside of even if you know like a listener who's in something that's earlier like if there's too much drama in the text or even waiting for the text like for me that was always what I thought was like oh it's because I care and oftentimes looking back it's like oh even early on when it should be exciting and kind of dramatic to be like when will they text me back or will that like it shouldn't be to the extreme where you're like I don't know I don't know this is a little bit my version of what you were saying but just like it shouldn't be it should feel somewhat easy. It should no, not be you're totally 100% anxiety. Right. I, I'm like convinced that if you ever have to screenshot your conversation with your partner and send it to a girlfriend being like, what does this mean? Or like, what should I say? Then they shouldn't be your partner. That's such a good metric. I feel like that's very wise. It's and just like, you know what to say instinctively. I have done that with like everyone I've dated, but I ain't not in this relationship. Yeah. Like. And... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, not that there aren't doubts. No, me too. And like, that's when the receipt came off. Like, when I was like, I don't need any outside opinion for this relationship. Yeah. And like, our if we do have a fight, like it is our fight. It's not like my friend's fight. Mm -hmm. It's not like my family's fight. Like to get everyone's opinion on like what I should say or what I should do. Like because it'll pass, and then like we'll be normal again. Yeah. What do you think it is? This is just an open question for the room. What do you think (laughs) it is that makes... Because I feel like everybody starts out craving the drama. Like, I think Mm. most people, like, that's what they think relationships are. And that's what feels normal. And that's what, like, fuels us. Like, why is that the case? I think it's because that's what it was like or what it is like in high school and college because that's like acceptable like you can cheat in high school and in college you can have like secret relationships with other people you can do like that's like it's just like the excitement of like a new relationship you have no idea what you're doing like you can totally fuck around nothing's like taken seriously unless like you're you meet in high school and become high school sweethearts which is like one in a hundred thousand and like so we are conditioned growing up to like all kind of have these secret things. Like, I don't know, maybe it was just me growing up, but like, I remember my, one of my good friends was dating a guy and like, he would like message me and be like, Hey, I want to go out. And then I'd be like, Oh my God, like drama. Like <laughs> it was like drama is everywhere when you're young. Cause you're just like so horny and confused and like, totally. You think everyone's cute and like people change how they look all the time. You're always around each other. Like someone you don't think is cute is cute. Like it's like, it's just like a battlefield for drama all totally. the time. You're also with everyone, you know, for 40 hours a week. That would be like exactly. if everyone in your office was like only dating each other and only knew each other and yep. was breaking up all the time and was going through puberty. Exactly. Like, it's like you're just in a fucking, t- like, bubble with everyone. Everyone. Who's, like, hormones are exploding. Everyone. It's, like, yeah. it's crazy. It's just, it's so, like, it goes, that is such, like, the norm. You know, even, like, camp. I don't know if you went to camp. Yeah. But, yeah. like, even the loves and, like, relationships at camp were dramatic. It's like there was so much drama. And then I guess when you're an adult, like you're not all in one school. You're not all in like one cabin or whatever Mm -hmm. it is at some like lake. And you have like this insane amount of personal space so that if you do create drama, like you're seeking it out, you know, like, yeah. You're seeking it out because, like, you're living your own lives. Like, we're all so independent. Like, if we want to see our friends, we have to seek them out. 
So if we want to cheat, we really have to seek that out. Like it's all, yeah. you know, the only thing that makes it easier is like, I guess, social media now. Yeah. But there's still, I used to create drama of like, oh, he's liking that person's Instagram. It was all like my own. I think the other reason maybe like we feel that or the drama is exciting at the beginning is because like, yes, it indicates that we care, but it's also like a way to be like, am I enough? And not admit healthy people probably don't do this, but I certainly do. Like, am I enough? Like I, when I first started going on dates for this podcast, like again, some early dates that I really, it wasn't like I had the best first date and then I cared. It was just like, am I getting the text? Like, it's just this weird validation thing Mm. that I think can also get mixed in and that like is not healthy. I'm not saying it's ideal, but I don't know. I feel like that sometimes becomes part of the drama. I totally get that. But now being in a secure relationship and you guys are too so I wonder what your thought is like I don't even look at like who's like who's shit they're liking like who their new followers are unless like I'm really bored um (laughs) and like the way that I was feeling in these other relationships I now realize was because the other person wasn't making me feel secure in our relationship. It had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Like nothing. And literally it was like every single person I dated before my now partner, other than like the one guy that like I was the one that broke up with, um, for like whatever reason, like just wasn't like giving me enough to, to trust them. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. wasn't fully in it kind of like, there were red flags and I didn't see them. And so that's why I was on their newsfeed. And that's why like I, you know, would screenshot their conversations Mm -hmm. and like, there is something to be said about like the other person not giving you like the security, you know, it's like, I think about like Jersey shore with like Ronnie and Sammy, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yes, Sammy was like, kind of crazy but like because ronnie made her crazy by never giving her security in their relationship you know by always having like a wandering eye and like getting drunk and doing crazy shit and and then gaslighting her babe you're crazy babe you're like i feel like he was a huge gaslighter or maybe i'm no he was like the original gaslighter yeah yeah it was it was i rewatched it last year i was just like it's on Hulu or whatever it was on, and I was yeah. like, having a day and rewatch part of it. And because it's so, uh, they just make it so addictive. It's just wild. It's very how, addictive. How well edited that trash TV is. I love it. I mean, I worked briefly so well on the edited. reboot. Oh, I think wow. I signed an NDA, but we can talk about it. <laughs> Jersey Shore 2? Florabama Shore. That's It did hilarious. not do well. Yeah. You know what oh, I actually well, well, love well. that's kind of Jersey Shore esque? Siesta Key. Did you ever watch that? Oh, oh no, no, no. On but MTV. I, it was yeah. like, it's such trash, but. I think it like got canceled, but it was fun for a second. You just sometimes you just need trash. Of late, mm-hmm. I've just been like, I want trash. Yeah, um, only I can't watch. There's so yeah, the good scripted shows. Too many commitments. That's all just to say he's bad. He was bad. It's like now yeah. it's like that optics on that. It's like the age that relationship aged so poorly, mm. and like it was already like a shit show back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also just they're such examples of like people I think they're almost exactly our age maybe a little like a year or two older than us oh shit the, no know? they're they're like four years older than are you. they okay yeah. um but I, I feel like for such a like now I think it's kind of more socially acceptable for men to like have feelings and express their feelings and mm. whatever but I think for such a long time like it was just so not okay I mean I, I would argue it's still not okay in the Jersey Shore oh but yeah but like it is more okay in a widespread totally. Way. Yeah, I say that from such a bubble of like living in New York, having a lot of no, male friends yeah, like, who are like liberals. sensitive, yeah. artist, yeah. liberal, exactly. feelingsy. But also like I have a whole family of Italian cousins also, and they are different. Like it is, yeah. you know, it. I, they're obviously like your, you know, your world's kind of plays into a lot exactly. to how you are able to express yourself. A hundred percent. Like I was actually going to say, even though there is more openness to like men being emotional, there is still a lot of judgment. Like mm. I have a lot of friends, husbands that like my friends would say behind their back, like, like so-and-so is definitely gay. And I'm like, why do you think that? And they're like, because like 
they always want to hang out with like the girl. It's like, it's like very stereotypical, like kind of backwards thinking or like, because he's emotional, like because he cried at their wedding. It's like, well, it's his fucking wedding. Like, Jesus. Oh God. It's gotta be so tiring. It's It's very real. It's real. But but it reminds me of this meme that I saw recently that was like guys in public, like, Oh yo, like babe, like, will you grab that for me? And then it's like, like I'm messing that up. But then it's like, guys in private like oh baby my tummy hurts like when yeah. you get me I want like uh, like you know and like that's so true like and that's almost like in a way how we know that like our person is our person is like they can be their like very real emotional self but that's especially men because they're not usually like that with like the outside world you totally. know with their coworkers and even with their family totally yeah. but I also I think that also I I like obviously that's the like the goal and the dream and like that's what can be so special about romantic relationships but I also think there's this weird like it's a weird double-edged sword where I feel like sometimes in romantic relationships it can place a lot of the burden on the female in the relationship because Mm. they become like that man's only point of contact for vulnerability oh I mean it's terrible and that's why I was saying to you guys before like love him to death but my partner's British so he would never ever go to therapy so yes it's all it's all on me and I actually like randomly had a breakdown this morning which is so rare for me and he was like why didn't you tell me like you were going through all this and I was like because I have to like be strong for you you know (laughs) like yeah which is so funny because like I just in like movies and shit it just seems like the other way around you know but it's not yeah yeah it's very yeah I feel like I have a lot of female friends who are in really great relationships like where their partners are really good and kind to them and like they're supportive and it's like good vibes and the thing that comes up like about their relationship when they when we like get real about it is that they're feeling tired from like Coddling. the fact that they have to be yeah they have right. to be like the person's best friend like like first you know like the only mm. person they talk about their emotions with mm-hmm. the only person and it's mm-hmm. like yeah yeah, yeah and real. everyone thinks that it's the other way around like that women do that to men but like no. we literally like what do you think book club is like we get together and we talk about our emotions like girls night like talk about our emotions and like it's boys don't have that like that outlet you know like boys night is like let's see who can drink more and like let's talk about like the boxing match last night and like i mean what's boys like i don't know if they're on a soccer team which is like maybe equivalent to like a book club um, they also don't talk about their emotions. It's it's actually kind of crazy. My boyfriend's good friend is like going through something, like he's depressed, and I'm always giving him advice on like, like you need to talk to him about it. Like tell him you're there for him. Like even if you don't believe it, tell him like you have anxiety and depression too sometimes. Like so he can feel comfortable opening up. And he's like, yeah, we're all playing golf on Sunday. Like I'm definitely gonna say something. Like we're all gonna say something. And I was like, great. And then like he comes back Sunday night. I was like, how was it? Like you said something. And he's like, no. Like we didn't say anything. And I'm yeah. like, I are mean, you fucking kidding <laughs> yeah. me? And then it just goes back to being on me. And he's like, I'm just worried about him. He's so yeah. And I'm like, but you're never going to say anything. Yeah. It's that like, it's that emotional oh, labor yeah. thing of, it's interesting. Oh, it's funny. It reminds me of a story. Amy Poehler tells this hilarious story in her book about like being with a bunch of improv dudes. And she's the only girl in the room. And one of them was getting a divorce mm. and she asked him about it. And he goes, yeah, it's been really hard. And, like, that's it. And, like, no one says anything else. And then later he goes, thanks, guys. It was really good to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. Like, that is fucking hilarious. Can you just fucking picture that? Like, yeah. Like, but that's a lot. Like, yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Like, he gave a lot by saying that it was hard. Totally. Because, like, unfortunately, it's still a lot of backwardsness in our society where guys are supposed to be like, yeah, it's, you know, I just feel, I just feel hurt for her, you know? Yeah, totally. Okay, this will be annoying, but we have a lot of listeners who are like in, in on the apps right now. So can you take us through like 
what was your first date? How did you yeah, how soon did you get on the date with your boyfriend? All. Like yeah. all of whatever you remember. So um, Yeah. Yeah. No, so I was like a unique case because I had a dating app. Sorry, I had a dating podcast. Pod- yeah. So I kind of had to like come clean about that. Mm-hmm. It was I think it was like in my profile or you could find it if you search me because we met on Hinge and it's first and last name. Oh yeah. So it was like I am not hiding. Like I couldn't have hid that. And so it actually gave me the opportunity to kind of like make a mockery out of being on the dating app. And I used it. I was, like, kind of sourcing for these, like, mixers that we would have. Mm-hmm. And I would message, like, I would match with guys and, then like, message a bunch of guys that, like, I thought were cute and be like, hey, we're having this mixer, like, come. And which, like, looking back is, like, kind of insane considering, like, they only, like, liked me. And so, like, I was already, like, they were coming to the mixer and, like, looking for me. Whereas, like, I wanted them to mix with a million other girls. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It was, like, they were Versus my matches. Right, They weren't, right, like, right. in a pool just, like, hanging out. Um, anyway, so I would, like, in, I would invite people to these mixers and, and whatever. And then, like, I'm, I remember I was going through, like, the way the hinge works is, like, for anyone who doesn't know, is you either get a like and you can respond to it or you go into, like, the pool of, like, everyone and you can send likes, like, up to, like, 10 a day. Mm-hmm. So my boyfriend was one of the likes I sent. Okay. Um, and then, like, I remember thinking to myself, like, that guy's hot. Like, if he happens to match with me back, like, I'll check because I didn't have notifications on. I was like, if he happens to match with me back, like, definitely would go on a date with him. Whereas everyone else was like, gotta get him at the mixer. Hope he comes to the mixer. And I checked one day and we had matched and I was like in shock because like now that I know my boyfriend, like I know that like we're a good match and like I know his like quirks and and all that stuff and like his negatives, positives, whatever. But like physically speaking, like there was no negatives, you know, like I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like this guy's so hot. Like I would not like approach him at a party you know like I'd be mm-hmm. too scared yeah like he's the kind of guy that like in a photo like would like cheat on me with my like whole family you know what I mean like <laughs> like it was just and like he was kind of scary in his photo like not smiling so I matched with him and he had a pretty boring profile it said like f- like his like it's like thing surprising fact about me and he was like I'm French and British and I was like well that's boring but also like interesting yeah and so I messaged him in French because I took French for like a million years in high school and he responded in French and like was impressed with my French but by then I was Google translating because I, <laughs> yeah. I forgot and um we went back and forth and then I actually made the mistake of inviting him to the mixer like like I had done with everyone else luckily um like someone was looking out for me and he was not able to make it to the mixer or he just didn't want to go i think i found out later but he told me he couldn't come (laughs) um which thank god he didn't because another guy was going on dates with that time at the time showed up to the mixer like thinking he was my boyfriend you know when that happens Yeah. so he didn't come to the mixer and like i was waiting for him to ask me out he didn't like a few days had gone by and I was like, okay, um, like, just, like, keep on, you know, dating whoever I'm dating. And then he messaged me, and he was like, so I was on the subway and, like, had a second. And so I decided to randomly, like, click your podcast. And I think he said something, like, and you have, like, a pretty hot voice, which is, like, something no one has ever said to me because my voice is super low and, like, masculine and monotone. Yeah, I And, relate. like, everyone like abuses me on podcast reviews being like you're like a vocal fry I hate your voice whatever so I was like this is a compliment I've never received before um and then he was like we should get a drink and I was like wow this is crazy um we went for a drink but he was really weird on text he had just moved to the city like two years ago maybe like a year and a half and he didn't know any of the places mm. and I have a food Instagram so he was like, why don't you choose the place? But he was like saying everything weirdly. He was like, I would choose, but like, I don't know. Like, you know, you probably know better. I was like, this guy's very weird over text, but like just trying to push through because he was good looking. <laughs> and, and then um, I ended up choosing the place. I get there and he's like sitting at the place and um wait where did you go? Yeah, Sorry we, to we went to this place called Mimi in the West Village. Oh yeah, it's oh, like really sure. cute yeah, and small. That's yeah. adorable. And I get there and he's like 
so well acquainted with everyone in the restaurant already. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? I, it didn't even occur to me that this place is French and he's French. So oh. even further than that, he went to Lycée, this like French school in London, with the owner who was there. So I chose the place and he like knew the owner. And so he was like in such a good position. Like he was like sitting there chatting with the owner, like they sent over food. It was like really yeah. uh, like a vibe. Like and if you hadn't picked it, I would have been like almost too designed. Exactly. Like it's amazing that that happened too and he designed. didn't set it up. Exactly. I was like, this is crazy. And so obviously I was like, this guy is like so too good to be true, you know? Um, and I was drinking at the time, which we'll get to later. Um, so I like got pretty, we, we got pretty drunk. Um, I think we had like two drinks, but they were like tequila oriented. And then he walked me home. We he went in for the kiss in Washington Square Park, and then like walked me home, and I went upstairs, and that was our first date. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. So wow. that went, it was well, a really yeah. good first date. Like You've I got was like the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shit. Damn. So how did yeah. you kind of like pace like after a really good first date like that? I think it can be hard to like pace expectations, or I don't know if you felt this way, but this comes up a lot. Like, how do I chill? Like, mm. pump the brakes when? I meet someone and it's like sparks right away or just like a really excellent date. For sure. So it actually was really easy for me to chill about it because he kind of like not butchered, but like the second date was so like meek in comparison to the first date that I was like, maybe this guy isn't perfect, you know, and I Mm -hmm. was able to like manage my expectations on the second date, because I have this food Instagram, I got invited into this new restaurant, since you want to know the name, yeah. Don Angie. Oh, yeah. It's, like, really good Italian. Yeah. And awesome. they sent over a dish, and, like, he didn't really get it, like, bless his heart, because he had never been, like, a food influencer person. He didn't understand why they were sending over a dish, because, like, I didn't know the person. Yeah. And he was like, excuse me, we didn't order this. And it was, like, <laughs> so, so awkward. It was cute, but, like, it was really <laughs> awkward. And I was like, sorry, like he doesn't know what he's saying. And then I was like chatting with the woman next to me because I love to like start conversations with strangers. I really liked what she was eating. I was like, what's that pasta? And then he made some comment like, are you on a date with her or are you on a date with me? And I was like, oh, this guy's, huh. I was like, this guy's jealous, you know? <laughs> of a random lady that you're chatting with yeah. about her pasta. Right. Doesn't um, want food and he jealous. Yeah, he obviously wasn't jealous. He obviously was confused about the food. But I'm so, like, not judgy, but, like, I don't know. I was just so, like, obsessed with manners that I was like, these are not good manners. Like, whatever. Um, and then I like fluctuated like after that I like went back and forth like do I really like him like do I not like him so much like do I really like him do I not like him so much so it was like easy for me to not get so caught caught up up. right away yeah and when did you decide to be official these are all so basic but I do feel like these were all the things I always want to hear (laughs) yeah no of course we um so then we were dating for a while I like stopped dating other people like organically um Mm -hmm. And then, and we actually didn't have sex for a while, like a while. Um, I think it was like at least a month, but we were seeing each other like two or three times a week. Mm. Yeah. So it was like, it was a struggle for him. Um, But I just like didn't have, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to rush it. I also like, I, I wasn't like dying like of horniness, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I could yeah. hold myself back. Like I, I masturbate because like every, every woman should. So I was fine to not. Um, and then like when we did, it kind of like accelerated things faster. And then I would say we probably defined, let's see, our first date was April 10th. I would say we were defined like the first week in June. Well, that April, May, May to June. Yeah, so it was like two months. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a yeah, like a good amount of time to get to know someone to exactly. be like, you know, like have sex, mm-hmm. decide to be like, buddy, like it's you know <laughs> the vibe yeah, is good for yeah. sure, for we, sure. Because we often like, like the three month mark comes up a lot with just like if you're dating someone, and it's not getting defined like 
the amount of times I wish I had yanked myself out of things oh, at three months and sure. kept it going. I mean, it's I've like, been in six months. Oh, no, yeah. No, def- no. no defined. And I'm like... Keep going out there. I was yeah. just like, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. New York. It's hard. He'll change his mind. Exactly. Yeah. What did... Now, did you or like... Do you usually drive the definition conversation or do you wait? Never. It's actually so weird. My dad gave me this advice when I was much younger. He was like, never ask a guy to have a talk. Hmm. And I was like, why? And he's like, it's really scary. Like, it's just scary. And like, I, and like, my dad's a good guy. Like, I feel like that makes him sound like this, like, guy, like, bachelor man. But like, (laughs) he's a good guy. He has a great relationship with my mom. They're still together. And like, if a guy as like soft and sweet as my dad like couldn't bear like being told let's have a talk then I was like there's not really a guy that I at least would probably want to be with who's like oh she wants to have a talk yes you know and I always kind of wanted to be like in a in a relationship where it was more led like I wanted to be pursued I didn't want to have to be the pursuer I didn't want to want to start a relationship with an ultimatum and I and I wasn't worried about it. Like yeah. I, I just had this feeling that like that's where it was going. And so then um, I, you know, I had the podcast and I was asking if anyone had a question to ask me. And one of the questions that got submitted was like, how long have you been dating your boyfriend? And he wasn't my boyfriend. We hadn't defined it. And he saw that and he responded and he was like, tell them. Or no, it was like, how did you meet your boyfriend? That's what it was. And he saw that and he was like, tell them we met at a party. And I didn't get it. You know, I didn't get that that was like his cute, like clever way of defining it. So I was like, haha, okay. And then later we were hanging out and he was like, I don't think you understood what I was saying before. And I was like, no, like, what do you mean? And he's like, when I said, tell them we met at a party, I was answering like the boyfriend question. And I was like, oh, and he was like, so will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, it was cute. It's cute, very cute. Well, because it, it is, is it's hard. I think I don't know. It's just always like actually just spitting the words out. It's just like totally. But I don't. I don't think that like it has to be the guy necessarily defining it. I just think that like whoever kind of started the pursuing, like can yeah. Like someone once told me, a man only has to ask three questions in his life, or maybe it's two. I think three. I, I'm gonna forget the third, but it's. Will you be my girlfriend? Will you marry me? And if if marriage is something that you're into. And then I forgot the third. Maybe it's just two. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I've never, like, driven a conversation. Like, I've never initiated a conversation. But I, like, really regret that I didn't. How Same. come? Because I just feel like it's, I don't know. So you still don't know what you guys are? Yeah, I have no idea. I yeah, no. no. He he's just like always like it doesn't it doesn't stress him out to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So he always like he and in all of my relationships, like I was, I mean, I dated my ex for like I don't know like six months before mm-hmm. we defined it, and he did, and he was drunk. We were both like avoidant <laughs> again, mm-hmm. um, and then like you know, I don't know, like even just saying I love you, like all of those markers, I forced myself to bring up moving in together before he did. Mm. And when I did, he high fived me and was like, I'm so proud of you. That's because like he knew it was like I was like sweating. Mm-hmm. It made me so I'm anxiety ridden. Even more just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. I've never brought something up and just like the actual getting it off of and I wish I had. I'm I just, just recently brought up a moving in thing. Yeah. But, like, it was really, really hard. Really hard. It's yeah. hard. But you probably feel... I mean, it's weird because we're probably in a summer position where, like, I had... Like, apartment-wise, was clear he would move into my apartment. Mm. I had a better place. I had a better deal. I had a more established home. He lived in a three-bedroom with, like, some dudes. You right, know, like, right. it was clear. That's actually literally the same situation. Yeah. But I have this weird thing that... I think if we're going to move in together, we need to, like, create our space together that's, like, totally new. I, I could very much take this back and, like, be lazy and be like, you, you should just yeah. move in here. But I don't know. I feel like I'm nervous that there would be, like, resentments. Like, you're touching yeah. my this or, like, my that. Oh, my God. I have many thoughts about this that are probably boring and I can tell you offline. But, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like there are little things like that. But also, it 
It's New York. It's New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think sometimes the ease is like negates the stress. I agree. I agree. But yeah. But yeah, no, it was tricky. I definitely when when Jeff was getting ready to move in with me, I was like making space for him and it was mm-hmm. like half a drawer and like yeah. I have like two sets of built-in bookshelves on either side of my bed and I was like, "Great, you'll have two shelves on your side." And he was like, "Liza, I need the whole side. Right. Like I need I, he's yeah. like I need you to really make room for me. Right. Like I, I'm not going to like live in ti- like this has to be my home like yeah. I'm not gonna live in tiny <laughs> right, little right. like parcels but I would do the same thing yeah but I was like well you have less stuff and it makes sense and he was right. like yeah but I you know like I need whatever but yeah yeah as one with a tiny section of a closet right now but I'm temporarily living with my boyfriend mm-hmm. so it's okay it's like you're kind of like oh okay but I get it because it's hard like mm-hmm. I don't clear out space when and he's in LA a lot like it's hard if it's your space and especially if it's been your space for a long time to just be like for sure our space now. yeah totally and it took for some sure. time to like compromise on mm-hmm. stuff like you know he doesn't have a lot of opinion on like decor but like the couch we were talking about couches earlier stuff like that like it did take me a long time of being right like, just shut the fuck up right and just you know like compromise yeah. mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. whatever but um but yeah, the bringing it up was, that was like terrifying to me. It's never an easy thing because it's just like, it's like a death of like the part of your life, which is like living alone, you know? Yeah. Or like living with roommates in his case. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm thinking as a way to kind of wrap up, I don't know, this is totally stemming from our conversation and your article that you were working on earlier the second date questions. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about them? Or yeah, you need to save them course. for the article? I'm no, just, I definitely I'm thinking can. now, like, okay, we, second dates. We'll do a teaser. We can do kind of a teaser. You it. have an article. We can, if there are, yeah, I thought, I thought that was just interesting and wish we had talked about it. Because I think second date questions, it's like the next round of questions. Mm, it's the next round. So do you want, how many questions do you want me to fire oh, off? Anyone that comes to the top of your head. Okay. I was just thinking, like, for sure. Um... So one that we talked about in the last podcast um, that we recorded for We Met Acme was um, how did your last relationship end? Or like, mm-hmm. why did your last relationship end? So that's a really good one. Um, but I actually phrased it as, what do you think your exes would say about you? And mm. what would you say about your exes? Shit. Interesting. Oh, God, that question scares I'm, me. Right? I'm already, yeah. Right? <laughs> Jesus. And... Like, I kind of wrote, like, if your exes would say that you're an asshole, like, that's a red flag. But also, if you would say your exes are an asshole, that's yeah. a red flag. Because it shows more about who you are, that you would be with someone that you now think is an asshole, you know? It's just, like, a very... It's the way, like, yeah. you talk about it. Exactly. And, like, for the most part, all relationships taught us something. And it's important to focus on what you learn from it rather than, like, the negative about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And I think also most people I know, even if they had bad breakups, usually are, like, have some kind of, like, tenderness towards their ex. They have Even to. if it's, like, this was bad, the breakup was gnarly, he's a good person, but I never want to see or talk to him again. Or he's yeah. not a good person. Or we just weren't the right people for each other or I don't know he has growing up too like I feel like there's like nice ways to for say. sure the only risk for that question or like for why did your relation, last relationship end question is for them to be like I don't know like they broke up with me yeah. and then yeah. you're like well fuck but also like, even, are you harboring feelings still but even that's revealing because if mm-hmm. someone if that's all that someone says either yeah they're harboring feelings or they're just not that deep Right. Which is like, right. if someone's or, just like... But, it, but what if they're like, they broke my heart? Then you're like, well... Like, yeah. 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 I mean, they probably won't reveal all their cards like that. Right. But I also just think it's... You could just even learn when their last relationship was, and that can be very important, because if they broke up, like, two months prior and it was a five-year relationship, mm. run. Like, yeah. not, not always, but usually. Like, Agreed. Run. Agreed. Yeah. Um... On, like, a more lighter note, one of them is, are you more of a sun or ski person? I think it's important to know these things um, just because, like, it reveals a lot about you as opposed to, like, you're planning a trip with this person on a second date. Like, no. 
you just want to know like what their vibe is yeah i feel like it just says a lot like if you want to sit on a beach versus if you want to like do hardcore skiing sports which both are really cool yeah but like you know it's fun um and then i'll do one more uh, yeah, I feel like I just threw this on no, you. No, no, it's cool. Very... I said, what celebrity do you feel like would be your best friend in real life? Love oh, that. that's such a good, good fun. question. <sighs> I want everyone to answer. Right? Ugh, mine will be aspirational. Yeah, what are your answers? I mean, it's, oh, I feel like my aunt, my, the, the first thing that came to my head was Dina Fey, but mm. she's like, she's that's not practical because she's like older than me and mm. wouldn't want to hang out necessarily. I know what you mean. Um. Oh, I don't know. Does anyone else have answers? I, I was like Jenny Slate, but that's aspirational. I'm not oh nearly God, I like. I love Jenny Slate. I love her so much, but I just feel like she'd be like, "You're too much." Too. <laughs> she's no. just so sweet and like yeah. lovely, and like I feel Zen. like she's like a little Zen bird. Yeah. But I don't know. I love her, but that's aspirational. I feel like I'd actually be friends with someone. Good, sassy. Uh, older ladies are are coming to me. I know. There's it's a tough. lot of cool ones. It's tough. What about you? I actually hadn't thought about it, but I just saw Booksmart. Oh, uh, so And I loved good. it so much. Um, I would love to be friends with Jonah Hill's sister, Beanie. Yes. Um, the yes. main character. Yeah, she seems She's awesome. So oh, I know who my best friend would be. My actual, this is the most aspirational, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge from oh, Fleabag yeah. would be my best friend. Oh, I don't know her. Well, that's a very good question. I if I'm <laughs> if I was going on a date tonight, I'm gonna go home and ask my boyfriend this. Just you like, should. Yeah. It's fun. I feel like yeah, that's a really good one. Thank you. Um, amazing. Well, I feel like on that note, will yeah. you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at We Met at Acme on Instagram. Come to our live shows July 10th at Bowery Ballroom. And August 7th in L.A. at Dynasty Typewriter. You can go to wemetatacme.com slash tour to check those out. And our podcast is wherever you find your podcasts. Um, at It's just We Met at Acme. So check it out. Amazing. Yay. Thank you so much for doing this of again. Course. It was awesome. Yeah, thank was you so much for letting me. Of course. No, we were happy to. We were like, yes. <laughs> for sure. It's always nice to chill on your couch and hang out. And, and hopefully um, next time we chill on my couch, the air will be on. Yeah. Yes. And you'll have watched Fleabag and everything exactly. will be amazing. Exactly. Um, and you can find us at 51firstdatespod. Email us your worst first date stories at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. And join the secret Facebook group. Give us some love when you repost us in your stories on Instagram. It's so nice and makes us feel great. And make sure to fill out the survey in the secret Facebook group about what you want to see going forward since, you know, our daters keep getting into relationships and we need a new strategy going forward. Or so, we need to start a matchmaking business. <laughs> just go on dates and you might end up with someone. But we love you and thank you. Thank you, Lindsay, again. And go on a date. Go on a date. <laughs>